thank you for joining me. This is JC on the You Made New podcast, and we are starting season three. It's kind of blowing my mind a little bit. I just, I don't know. I just started the podcast and didn't really know what would happen with it. And I, it's been kind of fun to see it unfold. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to starting a whole new focus. Season two was cool. I really loved looking deeper into the the mind, the health of the mind. But we are going to switch gears completely. I have given this so much thought and prayer for where we need to go in season three. And it's a, it's an odd thing for me. I'll explain it throughout the course of this, this episode. But we're going to look at food this time around in this season, in this up, excuse me, this season. All things food. The craziness of it, the difficulties, the monster it is to tame, all the things that are so hard and complex and difficult for us to figure out what do I do with food? How do I get to a place of peace? We're going to get specific. We're going to really build on things we've already talked about, go deeper. Um, and what I'm calling the season The title of it is an in-depth look at faith-based eating because that's where I want to really end up is what is faith-based eating? What are you even talking about, JC? What is this like? What does it look like? How do I do it? How do I move from the old diet culture or from disordered eating, any type of issues I have with food to get to a place where I'm eating and handling food in a faith-based way? What does it even mean? That's what we're going to do during this this season and again the lord's taking me into new territory um i kind of got looking as i I thought about using this as our um our topic for this season i got looking at all my online classes and i thought you know i've I've already done a lot of that that's what my my courses are about and so i really struggled with this as as that feeling began to come that's your topic that's your topic i just felt that prompting and I was like, what? I've already done it. Am I going to reteach my courses on the podcast? Like what? What are we going to talk about? And so I really wrestled with it. But let me begin and I'll show you where I ended up. Let me begin with a really weird story. <laughs> it's not going to seem like it has anything to do with food. But this for me, as I've pondered, <clears throat> has become kind of the the theme <laughs> that maybe we're kind of going to use again and again as we build on um, this topic of faith-based eating. It actually comes from my high school years. Um, and like I said, you're going to think I'm really weird for telling it, but here we go. <laughs> when I was a junior um, in high school, I fell head over heels in love. It was probably my first, I mean, I'd had crushes. I was kind of bored way crazy. And that's another story, (laughs) but it was my first real like hardcore. I fell so hard in love with this kid and he with me and we just connected on a way I'd never connected with anybody. Didn't really see it coming. I had told people, no, I'm not that interested in him. And then the more we time we spent together, man, my heart just fell hard. And we, you know, we're dating and spending a lot of time together. And after a few weeks, it got close to kind of a month of, of this relationship, it began to be very clear to me that it was leading me in a place that I didn't want to go. I hadn't really understood at the beginning that our standards were as different as they were. 
But boy, it got to uh, a dangerous place very quickly in, in a number of ways. It just, I could tell this was not something I wanted to pursue. And so I knew, I knew what I needed to do. I'd been um, to all the church <laughs> lessons for youth on, on dating wisely and choosing good um, dating partners and how to, how to keep your standards and keep your values while you were doing all of that. And so I, I knew what I needed to do. I knew that this person, as much as I was attached, as much as I adored him, this was not going to be a good, healthy relationship for me. And it, even as a junior, I was young, but I knew I could tell. And so I broke up with him and um, thought, okay, you know, that's that. That's what I needed to do. But my heart had another, <laughs> another thing in mind. My heart was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm very attached to this boy and I do not want to give him up. I was in love. I was deeply, had deep, strong feelings for this person. And he, he just met so many needs in my heart and, and just made me so happy that my mind knew I needed to walk away. I knew it wasn't a healthy thing, but I, my heart was fighting me tooth and nail um, on wanting to go back, on still talking to him. I just, I couldn't believe the strength of the inner battle. I mean, we're always taught to just walk away from temptation. And boy, this was, this was that type of situation because I knew it was leading me into a bad place. But when your heart is convinced <laughs> that it's not temptation, it's exactly what your heart thinks that it needs. Boy, I started um, experiencing an, an inner battle unlike anything I'd ever experienced. I was young, but it was pretty tough. What I ended up doing, which was such a learning experience, I, I remember thinking, okay, I, I just need to get my mind on dating someone else and moving on and, you know, having another distraction. And there was another um, friend of mine, a, a really great guy, who on paper should have been everything I was looking for. He was the basketball star. He was a straight A student and we were really good friends. And, and as I, you know, kind of explored dating this other kid a little more, all my friends were like, oh yeah, you two are perfect. I even had teachers tell me you two should totally date. So I kind of moved in that direction of dating this second kid. And like I said, on paper, it should have been perfect. It was everything that I, you know, needed and that would keep my values intact. And, but you know what, as I dated that second kid, my heart just wasn't in it. I hadn't fallen in love with him. I liked him. I really liked spending time with him, but compared to the first situation, my heart was just it was just kind of dry. It just, there wasn't anything there. And, um, it, it lasted for a little while and, and I, it helped me try to get my mind off the first one and try to get over that and distance myself from that temptation. But in the end, I just, I had a really rough year. I, I didn't last with the second guy and ended up fighting more battles to go back to the first guy. It was just kind of typical teenage drama. <coughs> Excuse me. But I, I've thought a lot about that year uh, as I've, I mean, I'm 30 years out of high school. It's been a long time since those years, but I've thought a lot about it in terms of what it taught me about the dynamics of the heart, of how our heart can be very dece deceitful with us at times and pursue things that aren't at all what we need, that aren't at all healthy or best for us. Our heart can run in a direction when it's attached and when it believes that that thing is for our best happiness, even if on paper it doesn't look like it would be, you know it wouldn't be, our heart will deceive us and chase after things 
that aren't helpful for us at all. Now, I'm, I'm guessing you might be able to see where I'm going this with this in our battle with food. So for many of us, the attachment goes very, very deep. At some young age, most of us throughout childhood, teenage years, at some point, food became very, very dear to us as an escape, as a happy place, as a friend, as a comfort, as a therapy. We've talked about this before. So I want to relate it to me dating that first kid, to me falling in love that met my, that first relationship met my heart's needs in so many ways that I was just enthralled. And I truly believe food can be the same way. It just checks all the boxes. It just makes us, there's bliss. There's just this escape. There's this happiness. And when we partake and when we're, we're indulging in that ice cream or those brownies or our favorite cold drink in an ice cold bottle, it can feel this a similar way. And I'm guessing if you have had the same experience with food that I have, you understand. You don't think I'm crazy to compare it to a relationship, a dating relationship. It, it can be very seductive. And then the world comes and tells us, okay, if you're going to try to go on a diet or lose weight, here's the new plan. You need to just get on a plan. You need to try a new program. Here's how many calories. Here's what you do. Start this new diet. And for me, it's just like me telling myself I could date that second boy. Like, no, no, I'm done with the first. I know it's unhealthy. I'm going to move on and date this other boy. But my heart wasn't in it. And we do the same thing with our diets. Mentally, we know that's the direction we should go. Okay, I know it's time. I'm getting out of control. I need to be in a new place. I need to, you know, find a healthy place with eating. And so we talk ourselves into a program that looks good on paper, just like that second boy did for me. It it just was a good situation. Like, oh, everybody's telling me, yeah, that'd be great. What a good idea. We'll support you in that. And I, I started to pursue that. And then we... We last as long as we can, but deep under the surface, our heart has another agenda. Our heart's not attached to this new plan. The attachment to food is still there. We haven't addressed it under the surface. And so we last only so long with the program and we crash and burn and run right back. It's just like having an affair. I mean, let's really call it what it is. This, how many times do we call food a guilty pleasure? It's our guilty pleasure. And we, we try and stay away from it. And we try and use all the willpower we can. But it's like that forbidden affair. We last as long as we can. And then we would run right back to that thing that calls our heart. Food can be just as seductive when we're attached deep in our heart. It's like the scripture in Jeremiah 17, um, verse 9. That says the heart. Oh, let me read it. I thought I had it memorized, but let's make sure. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. We don't like that verse, I don't think. In fact, maybe you haven't read that for a while and you're like, wait, what? It says that in the Bible? (laughs) The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And you think, what? my heart, I'm not deceitful. I'm not wicked. Why would it say that about my heart? But look at what our heart can do to us when we're attached How many women do we know that stay in abusive relationships, even when they know mentally they need to get out? They know it's not healthy, but that hard attachment, for whatever reason, you stay attached and you go back to things that you know you need to stop. 
I really think unless we begin to handle food on that level, on this deep heart level of attachment, it's just going to be like doing new diets over and over. It's going to be like me in high school (laughs) trying to date boys over and over to get over that first one. But my heart was still in love. I had not dealt with the attachment to that first boy and it kept calling to me and I was still in school with them for two years. I still saw him all the time and it was torture because the attachment was still there. And mentally I could tell myself all I wanted that I was moving on and then I was over it and I was going to find something better and I would try and talk myself into different ways. But it, I, I began to see it took some time to break that attachment. And that's what I want to talk about in this season. How do you break the deep soul attachment to food? The love for that indulgence. How do we stop loving something that we cherish? Now, I'm not granted, we may have a love-hate relationship with food, right? A lot of us, again, just like an unhealthy dating relationship or, or an unhealthy affair, it's a love-hate thing. We love it, but we hate it. F- with food, Oh, we just love a batch of chocolate chip cookie dough or a warm batch of brownies out of the oven or donuts straight from Krispy Kreme. Like, oh, it's bliss, but we hate it too. We know what it does to us. It's this love-hate thing. And we run back and then we run away and we run back and then we run away. So I want to spend time during this season, however many episodes that may be, looking at the attachment of the heart. Let me share a quote from you, with you from author Beth Moore, who I have about 10,000 books on my shelf from Beth. <laughs> I adore her as a Bible teacher. Um, man, I couldn't recommend anyone more highly. Beth Moore's book, Audacious, that's just about loving Christ in an audacious and whole-souled way. It's such a great book. And it's not about food at all, but <laughs> we're going to quote from her book. She says it this way. The long and short of it is, our wants can really be messed up. And if they are, our lives will really be messed up. Because we humans, except in matters of survival, are driven most by what we desire. We can want things desperately, clawing and clamoring, that we know have the capacity to destroy us. The gratification of desire is so strong that we, with our eyes wide open, are willing to satisfy it today, even if we dearly pay for 10,000 tomorrows. We will claw and clamor, she says, desperately for things that we know aren't good for us and that maybe even have the capacity to destroy us. With our eyes wide open, knowing it's not good for us, she says we're willing to satisfy it, even if we pay dearly. For 10,000 tomorrows. I mean, you may hear that and think, okay, JC, <laughs> I, I can hear all this talk. It's just food. You're talking about destroying us and paying dearly. But what if this little guilty pleasure, sugar, donuts, soda, whatever it is that you run to again and again, what if it is destroying your life way more than you realize. You think, well, okay, I'm a few sizes bigger than I want to be. Big whoop. I Okay, big deal. But we've talked, you know we've talked, in the, especially in the first season, about the effects of food. I, I talk about it a lot in my classes, 
about this is not just about your weight. This is about the emotional impact that some of this food can have about the mental side effects, about the spiritual side effects. When I changed my diet, I was floored at, I didn't even care about the effect on my size. I mean, yeah, that was nice. I was floored. And I've said this before. I know I have emotionally, spiritually, mentally, it was huge. It was huge in terms of keeping me from living the life I wanted to live. It was a block. It was, it was causing all kinds of issues and problems. And we're going to, we're going to explore that a little more, I think throughout this season. But again, if that hard attachment is there, we'll keep running back to something that we, we have a love hate relationship. We know it's not good for us. We can see some of the things that it's causing and yet we'll just keep going back and keep going back. So here's what I want to do with this season. Two different focuses and we'll probably jump around a lot because as you've probably learned about me, I'm not very methodical. I just kind of go where the spirit leads. Like we'll do one thing one day and one thing another day. But number one, we're going to use that analogy to walk away from an unhealthy relationship. I learned in that dating relationship, the first thing that needed to happen was I needed to learn more about how unhealthy it truly was. So my eyes really were wide open. Um, and as we begin in a dating, in a dating relationship, as you begin to see the true consequences and unhealthiness and the things that are going wrong and, and that that list is way longer than what's going right, it does open your eyes and it does help give you motivation to, to live in a new direction and not grasp so tightly to that thing. And I think it's the same with food as we begin to go deeper and deeper and deeper into, to what this is truly doing to us beyond making us gain weight. It'll begin to, to turn our heart and get us to let go of that thing a little more as we begin, begin to see it for what it truly is. But like Beth said, sometimes knowing it's damaging isn't enough. You'll still claw and clamor for that thing. You'll still grasp for that thing. Even if you know, I mean, think about it. How many of us do know the harm that, that the food does. We've gotten bad numbers from a doctor. We've seen the number on the scale. We, we've watched ourselves go up the stairs and not be able to breathe. We've seen that our digestion is completely wrecked or we're tired all the time and we can't keep up with our kids. Like we're, we see the harm and yet we still grab the donuts. So knowing the unhealthiness of it has not really been enough for many of us to break the attachment. We'll talk about some of those things. But I think the really, the true step where it goes deeper is finding a better love. I mean, I'm obviously not not married to that kid from high school. I found a love that I could commit to and stay with for the rest of my life that was a healthy, wonderful blessing in my life. Took a little while to get there, but I did find it. And so I think it's not just learning the unhealthiness of that particular thing. It's also moving to a place where a better love takes its place. And then the hard attachment breaks because it has a new place to attach. And I'm going to suggest that that's our sweet savior. He is a better escape for us. He's a better therapist for us. He's a better hiding place, a better, um, guilty indulgence, if we can call it that. He's so many things. Now, see, this is, this is the part where I had a hard time, um, deciding to do this for my podcast because The honest truth is that is why I created my satisfied course. It's an eight, 
eight session video course where we go in deep about how to detach from food and deeply attach to Christ. Like it, it really um, is everything that we need to talk about, at least the foundational elements. So that's why all week I'm like, I can't, I can't do this as a topic because I, I can't, I already have the class outlined and I, I didn't want to turn it into a big infomercial for my satisfied class. But honestly, I'll just, I'll just say that is why I created that class is so many women I've talked to. I had the same struggle myself. Like, how do I attach to Christ with the kind of intensity that I'm attached to that chocolate chip cookie dough? Like, I can't even see him. I can't even hear him. What, how do I, that's what my satisfied class is. So what I'm going to have to do is just give you the invitation that if you want to go deep, that class is there. I'm not going to reteach it on this this during this season. We're going to build on what I what I created in that class. So if you want to take a look, listen, I've dropped the price. I wanted to make it all free to be honest, but I have to pay for my teachable platform and my podcast hosting and my website website hosting. I mean, I I have to somehow cover that. So I've dropped my classes, you can get a package price for all my paid classes for only $29. Like it's not expensive. And it would give you time to really dig into this attachment issue. Yes, we're going to talk a lot about it in this episode, but the core elements, the core foundation of how to find fullness in Christ, find freedom in Christ and not food is in that satisfied class. So just Go check that out. If this is a place where you're ready to really explore, and then we'll build on that as we go through this, um, just throughout this season. I'm, I'm excited to look at this in a broader way. I truthfully, I've taught so much about these things in my, in my classes that I've been kind of hesitant to make a whole season out of it. But then I started realizing, you know, I want to go even deeper than I've already gone. I just want to just explore every single angle of this until food no longer holds power over us, until we can break that attachment in every way and truly be free. So that is what we're going to do during this season. As we close out this episode and this introduction, I would also just love to ask you a favor. I have been um, thinking a lot about how to promote the podcast, get the word out, because so many women, so many of us, men and women, struggle with this deep attachment. I've just, again, seen people in my office, people in my coaching, tears streaming down their face. This is a hard one. And I want so much to get the message out. Um, it's been a little complicated on social, social media because they have Facebook, Instagram, they have a lot of guidelines based on attributes that you can't advertise. I can't say, are you emotional eater? Come listen to my podcast. <laughs> they won't allow some of that. So it's been tricky. And so I would love to ask anyone that has been blessed by this podcast, if you could help me spread the word, maybe leave a review on iTunes for the podcast and help it grow that way and, and share it with others who may be having the same struggle, family members, friends. That would mean so much to me to help me kind of get that word out so that we can all walk through this journey together. I've also um, dropped the price on my personal coaching. One-on-one, I do Zoom coaching online. Um, and so if you're interested in getting a little extra help, you can check that out on my website. Um, there's a lot of resources to help tame the food beast. It is a love hate relationship. And some of us I was just talking to someone yesterday 
that got that look of fear in her eyes, just thinking of leaving it behind. You could see it, it just was so emotional. And I know I felt that myself. It was almost devastating. And just using that word shows how deep the attachment goes. So if that's you, take a deep breath. We're going to walk slowly through this. We're not going to rip that thing away because the heart will just grab onto it even tighter, right? We're going to be gentle, walk through the process. I'm giving you a lot of resources to get there, but it really is possible through Christ to find fullness and freedom from food and find it in him. Thanks for joining me. I hope you'll look forward to this season on faith-based eating.